There was no mention of Alice B. Sanger in the Saturday morning edition of the Brooklyn Daily Eagle. It was the middle of April 1890, over three months since her appointment to President Benjamin Harrison's staff. And still, not a word, no acknowledgement whatsoever. One would think the first woman in United States history to be added to the staff of the president would be of some import, but not in the eyes of the eagle. Instead, the newspaper was filled with details of the Brooklyn Bridegrooms, a professional baseball club that had moved from the American Association to the National League, and the new reserve clause in all baseball players' contracts, a mere paragraph that bound them to their teams. Baseball was apparently more newsworthy than a historic moment, especially when that moment involved a woman. Mary Handley shook her head. She realized Miss Sanger was only a stenographer, but up until this point, no woman had been trusted by a president to perform even the most menial of duties on his staff. Her appointment had significance. Still, Mary wasn't going to dwell on it. Changing the inequities of the world was a slow process. Most people, both men and women, welcomed change as they would a bill collector seeking payment on an overdue note. What was more important to Mary at that instant was that the Brooklyn Daily Eagle was resting on her very own pedestal desk in her very own office. The smile that crossed her face was hard to contain. The desk was a new addition, a gift from her friend Sarah, who was cleaning out her house in preparation to move to a larger one now that she was pregnant with her fourth child. Also on the desk was another gift from the wonderfully supportive Sarah. Twenty business cards, neatly tucked into a small wooden tray. In the center of the cards it read, Mary Handley, Consulting Detective. And on the bottom left corner was her business address. The title of Consulting Detective was a private joke between Sarah and Mary. Sarah knew of Mary's admiration for the new series of novels about a detective called Sherlock Holmes. Holmes had labeled himself a consulting detective, so Sarah had been referring to Mary as one. The business address was the address of Laszlo's Books, the bookstore in which Mary worked about five blocks from her tenement apartment on Elizabeth Street in Brooklyn. Her office was situated in the back, in what had previously been a storage room. Mr. Laszlo, the Laszlo of Laszlo's Books, had provided her unlimited use of the space, along with a small filing cabinet, two chairs, and a kerosene lamp. The desk was the finishing touch, and she now had everything she needed, except for cases. After Mary had so spectacularly solved the Goodrich murder as an outside hire for the Brooklyn Police Department, her expectations for continuing the detective work she loved were high. That had been a good year and a half earlier. Unfortunately, police departments were still not officially hiring women, and except for one case that had sent her briefly to Chicago, gender apparently outweighed competence when it came to hiring private investigators. Since eating was an essential bodily need, 
A few months after the Goodrich case, she had procured a job as a sales clerk at Laszlo's Books, where Mr. Laszlo believed her notoriety as a woman who had solved a sensational murder case would draw curiosity seekers to buy his books.